0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Hooper's Lab podcast. This is episode... Um, I actually don't know what episode it is. 7? Uh, 6? Welcome to another episode. And yeah. I'm joined here by my co-host
1: Riley. Say what's up. What's well, poppin' people?
0: Um, well, for me personally, not much. Just watching. I wasn't talking to you. No, oh, you're, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we're just gonna talk about the playoffs and basically get into it pretty quickly. But I mean, playoffs are exciting. Lots of stuff to talk about. Some series have already into- ended. So,
1: yeah, some series. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, have been a quite a bit of a of a letdown. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go turn off my sister's thing that she brought in my room because it's driving me insane. But
0: all right. Uh, I will just talk a little bit, I, I guess, about
1: it the... the okay, <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we're good. Very professional. Um, <laughs> what series
0: have been a letdown to you that you were referring to when you said that?
1: Well, I guess the Philly series. The, the okay, yeah. series was a bit of a letdown as well, but I mean, uh, it's not like I expected it to be very competitive, because like uh, jimmy have been dogging TJ all season, so like
0: Sabonis gonna... wasn't there, and even yeah, so if he I'm was, gonna... then yeah. Um, so I guess the first series we could talk about is the Bucks Magic series. Um, the Magic have been keeping it competitive, which I will give them props for. Yeah, it actually uh, has been,
1: like the Bucks just killing them every game, so.
0: I thought it was going to be like that because that's what they did to the Pistons. But the Magic, they've been keeping it competitive, which is good to see. I like yeah, it competitive, yeah. and it's really hard to be competitive against a team with Giannis and a team with, you know, that's well, did I mean, that good in the regular season. Yeah.
1: Well, anyway, like Middleton actually didn't play bad in the um, in their last game. I'm pretty sure he, I'm pretty sure he was lighting it up in the fourth. Um.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He was.
1: I mean, uh, he's still been
0: a letdown. He's He's been struggling. He's been averaging – I'll just say some statistics. I can't speak. Mm -hmm. Um, He's been averaging 13 points per game in the playoffs with 37% from three, 34% from the field. So, like, that's your all-star. That's your second-best player on the team, and he's doing that in the playoffs. Exactly. Well, almost. He was so close but basically 50-40-90 and like yeah he's your all-star player he's supposed to be your second best player on a championship contending team and also um I was going to say something else but I forgot oh yeah he didn't before when before the bubble started like in the like I guess second off season you could call it like between the regular season and the bubble it said that yeah, he yeah. didn't touch a basketball that whole time wasn't that the the thing. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. How are you gonna be an NBA player? <laughs> that is not good. That is, not good. That is not
0: good. I wasn't too worried about it, but goddamn, if going to like you can tell,
1: you part. can well, and you can tell it, like affected his
0: slow start. And he's gonna be, and he's such a big X factor for the team, and like determining how far they go. And to not touch a basketball, to be struggle like with this
1: basketball. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Imagine not doing your job. Literally, your job is to play basketball, and you don't want to practice. Like that's kind of worrisome. But um, Vucevic has also been a big part of the Magic success, and he's yeah, Vucevic
1: been.
0: Is I haven't heard anyone talk about him at all, but he's been one of the best players in the playoffs. He's averaging thirty points per game, ten rebounds a game, forty-four percent from three on eight point five attempts a game. So that's like really good. Can you and imagine 50... if he continues to play like that? Yeah, I mean, he's been kind of clowning brooke lopez which i mean brooke
1: lopez is such a good defender <laughs> to be fair, but... well, to be fair it's like they're different style of defense they like like uh brooke's defensive style doesn't like uh work very well against uh style yeah. of offense just because he's more on that's, the perimeter that's true yeah
0: I mean, he also has yeah. lots of post-up possessions, but yeah.
1: That's true. But, I mean, he's still shooting 44% from three, so.
0: That's true. Oh, uh, 44% from three? That's what I said. Oh, I thought you said 43. Oops. <laughs> um, But, yeah, he's been doing good. Um, Should we be worried about the Bucks Because they lost that first game and got, like, really embarrassed. And they should haven't been blowing out. I mean,
1: no. You think going forward, we shouldn't be worried about them? No, I think it's worrisome, but I don't think like it's. I don't think we should be making like a huge mm. deal out of it. That's true. That's actually a really good point. Yeah, I was gonna say
0: something similar to that. Like it is worrisome. Like the signs are there. Like the Middleton thing, and just like n- losing to the Magic that first game in this series being kind of close, but that also it's still the
1: Bucks. Well, exactly. That's what I was about to say. they like they've still been hooping all season and I don't think like they were did they had did kind of struggle a lot to start out the just in the bubble in general, but mm-hmm. uh I definitely can easily see them picking it back up, which they already have started. So
0: Yeah. I think the Heat series will be a big factor. That is that is a good point. Because they could they could like potentially be upset by the heat or they could prove that they're the top team and that they can go to the finals.
1: Yeah. And, and win yeah, a championship. That's like, and that's like a a very, uh, like I guess, championship-worthy proving series. Maybe yeah. For the, Bucks. for the Heat, it's like if they upset, it's like he might actually be legit. So,
0: yeah. That second round is going to be so good in the East. I'm really excited for the second round. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Heat, we'll move on to the Heat and Pacers series. Um, the Heat have been there's not really been like a lot of like things to talk about because, well, it was a sweep, and also like there hasn't been too many like surprising storylines for the Heat. I mean, yeah. other than Goran Drogic, he's been balling. Um, he brings great experience to that team, play, uh, great playoff experience to a pretty young team. Like, there's lots of rookies on that team, and he's yeah. been starting. Uh, he came off the bench, I'm pretty sure, in the regular season. Yeah, he did. And but, he's averaging twenty three
1: playoffs.
0: Yeah, he's averaging twenty three five assists, forty one percent from three. And yeah, he's just been bringing great playoff experience, great relief uh, scoring wise. And he's an upcoming free agent, so it's really raising his stock right now. And I wonder yeah. what's going to happen. I don't know with how him. much
1: i to pay him though.
0: I mean he's he's aging, which is always a thing with free agents. But I mean he's been balling, and like maybe he goes to that the goes Lakers. To like this- <laughs> who is it that I said mean, that? Someone said oh, that. Oh, I don't even know. I don't even know. There was some analyst he said that he bad. should go to the Lakers. Gonna... uh yeah, he's 33 years old. I mean he would be good. He actually would be really good on the Lakers. But no, nah, he I would
1: mean... be a good fit, but
0: Yeah. Um next up, TJ Warren we're gonna talk about. You know, we seen Bubble Warren you who mean, was bitch. looking like we seen Bubble Warren who was looking like the MVP of the league and he now in the playoffs he just went back to regular TJ Warren numbers literally the exact
1: same numbers like he wasn't playing good but like or he wasn't playing bad but like it's definitely like when Jimmy said he's not even on his level that's definitely the TJ Warren we got no exactly it was just a bad matchup for him yeah, Jimmy's fucking in his head or some shit. Like, I don't know.
0: Yeah. But literally his stats from the regular or from the regular season are very similar to his playoff stats. Because like he just went back to regular TJ Warren. So yeah, and is, that
1: is your best player is not it. Or unless you consider Brogdon. No. Brogdon did do very good. Brogdon was playing very well in that season, actually.
0: Yeah. Uh, But I will bring up the question, have we seen the last of Bubble Warren?
1: Uh, Who?
0: Will we ever see him? I don't
1: want to say no, but I feel like it's probably – or I don't want to say yes, but I feel like this is probably the last of Bubble Warren.
0: Yeah. Like, I don't think he's going to consistently score.
1: Yeah. I don't think he's going to go on – not even, like,
0: consistent, like, average that because he's obviously not going to average that over, like, a whole season. But even, (laughs) like – Even, like, in a five-game span, I don't think he's going to go off like that, really,
1: ever again. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it was a a nice story, but... Yeah, it was a good story.
0: But, yeah, next up, um, Victor Oladipo. In the first game of this series, he didn't play that much. He only played, like, 20 minutes. But in the last three uh, games of this series, he averaged 22 points per game. Uh, And he he was looking decent out there. Back in and...
1: Victor Oladipo.
0: I was just about to ask, is Victor Oladipo back and what next season expectations could look like for him?
1: I mean, I don't. The thing is, like, he could play consistently like that, but I don't see it happening. Like, what was his prime? Like, 24 points? That like, was his prime season? That was
0: his most improved season 23, yeah. 24 points per game.
1: Like, I don't think he'll get back to that. But if he can stay in, like, the 20s, I think that's good enough for him. Especially if he comes back to the Pacers and then they have Sabonis, Brogdon, and TJ. I think that's mm-hmm. actually, like, not a bad core. Obviously, with that core, I don't think they have, like, the ch- ch- star
0: championship aspirations with that core. But yeah. they're still a really good team, yeah.
1: Yeah, like, this, they could still make some noise.
0: Yeah, well, I mean... I think Victor Oladipo can average 20 next season, but there's a lot of good, like, players that can put up 20. you well, got TJ, yeah. you got Victor Oladipo, Sabonis, you got Brogdon. Like, those are four players Maybe that Turner
1: can... will finally have that season.
0: I don't think Turner's <laughs> going to do that. I was really high on Turner after his first and second season, but I don't think he's going to... I think what we see now is what he is, which isn't a bad thing.
1: It's just Brook Lopez.
0: I mean, basically...
1: But um, and it's not a bad thing.
0: No, Brook Lopez. I mean, it's funny how when he was younger, I compared him to Brook Lopez, like in his first <laughs> and second season, and then he turned into current Brook Lopez. Like Sweet. Nets Brook Lopez, yeah, and like rookie and sophomore year, Miles Turner were very similar, and then you got uh, now Brook Lopez and now Miles Turner. Exactly. <laughs> But um, I'll just ask this really quickly: Are the Heat contenders, or are they pretenders?
1: I think they're like in between. Like I don't think they're pretenders, but I don't think like I think the elite, the elite of the elite contenders are the Bucks, Clippers, Lakers, mm-hmm. maybe the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't no think I don't, I don't think the rap. I think the Raptors fall kind of in the same place as the Heat for me.
0: Mm. Unless okay, pass, okay.
1: Well, unless Pat steps up, then you can then I would definitely consider them more. But
0: with We'll talk about point him point, later. But,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like their question mark. But yeah, I think the heater like just in between that contender and pretender because I mean they have Jimmy though who's an amazing closer, so like it's hard to not say they can be contenders, but mm-hmm. I mean we'll just have to see. For me, they have the potential to
0: beat the Bucs, and I think it'll be a competitive series, but I don't know if I see them beating the Bucks.
1: No, I don't think I do either.
0: But, like, I wouldn't
1: be surprised if it happened, and I think that it'll be close. I think but... a lot of people will be, though, if it did happen.
0: That's true. Um, Now we should move on to the... Well, I mean, the series that you said was disappointing, which I agree. The 76ers and Celtics series. So, you do mean- you want to start... Versus the Celtics? MB, do you see that? Did you see that photo of MB <laughs> yeah. with a five on one? Like... All by himself. <laughs> That's literally what the series was. But do you want know. to start? I feel bad for MB too. Do you want to start on the Celtics side talking about the series or the Sixers side?
1: We'll start out with the positive in the Celtics, I guess. Okay.
0: Um, um, I'll go. Uh, Jason Tatum. Averaging 27 points per game. He was balling out. 45% from three on eight attempts per game. 50% from the field. I mean, he's just such a good playoff player. I like he play showed it in well. his rookie year. And yeah, Tatum's just so good. He showed in his rookie year that he's a good playoff player. And now he's proving more that he's a better playoff player. And he's proven that he's a star. Like, do you think he's proven himself? As a star yet, or do we still have to wait
1: till after the playoffs to consider oh, him a star? Well, and I don't think... Okay, I don't think people are going to consider him a star, but I think he'll continue to play like how he is in the playoffs, which will, I guess, carry him to stardom. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: I mean, my main thing was when he went on that like crazy streak in... Was it February? I think it was Ma- February. March, it, was February. it was February, and it split into March, maybe. During that, like Tatum span, when he was like... Balling out. I said that lots of people were already calling him a star, and I said the playoffs is when stars are made and he's got to prove that he can do this in the playoffs. And And so far he's been doing that, yeah. Uh we'll see how he does against the Raptors defense though, so that's gonna be really interesting to see. OG Ananobi about to clamp him up. Or he'll get exposed. I mean, I really I really like OG Ananobi. OG's OG's a beast. OG's really good defensively. He's one of the best ISO defenders in the NBA, so I'm very interested to see that matchup. Or even Pascal on Tatum. I don't know what they're going to yeah. do. but Yeah, they Cause... have options. Of course, the Raptors. They have yeah. Of yeah, exactly. Which makes them contenders, in my opinion. But we, we'll talk about that later. Um, do you think the Celtics are
1: real contenders? I think they... if The way they're playing right now, I think they definitely can be. Yeah, I with think so all too. with all three of their main guys being absolutely hooping, mm-hmm. uh, I definitely think they can be they should be considered contenders at that point. I'm honestly leaning towards the fact that this
0: Raptors and Celtics series will be more like the conference finals.
1: Yeah, I honestly yeah. am
0: really high on the Celtics and Raptors. It, it really goes back and forth for me because I was really high on the Bucks, but like it just. I'm always just, like, back and forth with, like, opinions when it comes to the NBA. Like, my mind just changes, like, pretty quickly. So, casual. I'm just kidding. It's not that I'm a casual. It's just that, like, lots of things change in the NBA. And, like, I'm set on something and then I see something and just analyzing and adjusting myself to what I'm seeing. But we'll talk about the 76ers. I think we should talk about the big ass max contract elephant in the room. Tobias Harris. Oh my god.
1: I don't know if Tobias Harris is even the one we should talk about. Freaking Al Horford, man. They're both robbing the Sixers. Tobias Harris shot 13% from three. <laughs> I didn't know he Tobias- shot that bad. I looked Tobias- at... Be a great fit next to Ben Simmons. 13%. Their big thing is amazing with 10 seconds
0: <laughs> I mean, it just sucks to see Tobias play like that because when he was on the
1: Clippers, he was one of my favorite players in the league. And then. It's yeah. just the way he has to play there. It's not the same.
0: It's really not the same. And just like the culture is just different. Like that Clippers culture they had, like when Tobias, went, Gallinari, Shea, like Lou Will, like. Bev, like that was just, that was such a fun team. Literally. And there's just not that anymore. And you sent me that thing before we start recording of the 76ers, oh, okay. how yeah. what Elton Brand said and how he wants to build more around Embiid and Ben Simmons, which is what he should have which been doing in the first place. The
1: beginning. I've but been
0: saying that for a year. Has,
1: they already have some decent pieces in terms of building around Simmons and Embiid. Like, I think they need to get back Corkmaz is in free agency. I think he's a decent fit with them. Saibu, I really like Corkmaz. Thibault obvi- is obviously a great fit next to Simmons and Embiid.
0: Yeah, Thibault's good.
1: Why am I blanking on the rest of the team?
0: Alec um, Burke, Shake Milton.
1: Yeah, Shake Milton is. Shake Milton is. I love Shake Milton, bro.
0: Shake, yeah. It's just Horford and Tobias just take up so much cap and just like, <laughs> like
1: they're not what what good do fits. You, what, what do you think they should do or try to do?
0: I mean, what they should try to do is get rid of them. But I don't even know how they're going to be able to do that because they're both making max contracts for the next, like, four seasons. And, like, Horford, Horford is more of a, like, a buyout guy. Like, I can't see any teams, like, trading for him when he makes that much money. I'm like, Horford will make us contenders. Like, he's really valuable, but not for that contract at that age, you know? Like, I think that he could be used very well on a good team, but it's just that there hasn't been... I mean, I don't know if they're going to be able to move for him. And Tobias, too, is just like... Are you doing? I, I don't know how good Tobias is going to be. Because, I mean, he's making all that money. And, I mean, he's a good player. It's just that I don't really know how they're going to get rid of them.
1: Well, yeah, and I don't think there's any team that, like, needs them.
0: The contract C is immovable. Well, Horford is way better at the five.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely don't like Horford at the four at all.
0: Yeah. um, Like, Horford would they're... be very valuable at the five. It's just that that contract is a lot. Tob- just no. And Tobias is hard to find a team for him to fit in. Because he's Quite making... Of- He's making the money of a top player, but he's not your first or second guy. No, he's... I mean, he can be on a balanced team. Yeah, yeah. You know? Like, on that Clippers kind of team where there was a lot of guys that could score like he could. But, I mean, on... Like, if he goes to a team with a superstar, like, he's not going to be able to be... He'll be what Chris Middleton now is in the the playoffs. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) <laughs> complete trash
1: uh what do I you thought, think of the 76ers i, I say that they needed all they need was a third superstar and i don't really think that's true at all like i don't like i, mean... I think like it'll be nice sure but if simmons it's the thing is if simmons has a bunch of people have to stretch out the floor for him and actually stretch out the floor like a bunch of catch and shoot players maybe a couple defenders. And maybe you have that uh, that third guy that can actually be more of a shot creator. I think, yeah. that, I think that is good enough for Simmons to take a leap because Simmons offensively in terms of scoring the ball and averages hasn't been statistically very much different since his rookie season. And if he has mm-hmm. more proper spacing and actual kickout options, I think he can actually turn into not an elite scorer, but I think he can definitely make it. They uh jump to average more and become more, I guess, aggressive. Yeah, well,
0: it'll really help his offense and better utilize his tools. But I mean, you said that the 76ers need a superstar, they had their superstar, they had Jimmy Butler and, exactly. and, and Brett Brown. Brown. No, it was Brett Brown. He was like, Brent I don't Brown's want to deal bad. with him. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine letting Jimmy Butler go like,
1: we don't want to deal with you,
0: dumbass. <laughs> Imagine being a coach that doesn't want to deal with the <laughs> blimp. Like, nice. What an absolute clown. <laughs> <laughs> but Does I mean, Brett they Brown almost have a
1: coaching job in the future.
0: I sure hope not. <laughs> he was the worst coach in the end. Like, honestly, now that Brett Brown and Jim Boylan are gone, other than Luke Walton, like there aren't a lot of like terrible coach. coaches anymore. Yeah. You know, so I don't really know who after Walton, like who's a bad coach or like who's the worst coach. Uh, you know?
1: I guess they got rid of Gentry. I was going to say Gentry, but he's gone, too. Yeah, exactly. So like, a lot of coaches are just dropping now. I mean, that's
0: good to see though, because like... yeah, no. <laughs> there's lots of coaching jobs available. There's the yeah, there's the Nets potentially there's the Pelicans, there's the 76ers, there's the Bulls. So there's – if you're a head coach right now, like there's lots of intriguing
1: job options you could go to. I'm still trying to get Atkinson if I'm the Bulls. I love Kenny
0: Atkinson. He would be great on the Bulls. Just building that culture because that's what he did on the the Nets. Get the rebound. freaking boiling man um I was gonna say something oh yeah and the 76ers like you said about catch and shoot players and stuff to surround Simmons and Embiid they had players like that and they screwed it up they had Lanji Shamit they had J.J. Reddick they had they had Dario Sarge they have Robert Covington like all those guys
1: they let J.J. walk that was the stupidest thing ever imagine letting J.J. Reddick an elite three-point shooter just walk like what? He is exactly what you need next to Simmons. And that's why I'm thinking, like, do they really need to go out in free agency or trade people to get more elite players? Or, like, not elite players, but, like, more role players like that. Because they already have people, like, they already have Saibu uh, and Korkmazer in free agency. We'll, I mean, we'll probably let him freaking walk. But they already have players that can semi-fill that role. It's just about getting more players like that. Mm-hmm. That was
0: also Reddick's best season of his career. He averaged eighteen points per game.
1: Yeah, he was hooping on the
0: Sixers. He was doing amazing on the Sixers. I mean, I'm not. Sh- I don't think he wanted to resign, though. I'm not sure Probably if not. it was
1: either. Brett Brown's a freaking moron.
0: He <laughs> <laughs> would want to re just this is the Brett Brown making fun of Brett Brown podcast. <laughs> We're changing our name. We're just gonna trash Brett Brown.
1: Welcome to roasting Brett Brown.
0: Roasted coaches. That should be. <laughs> it's because we're better coaches. That's why. Um, we'll talk about the last series and then we'll move on to the West because we spent too much time trashing. Yeah, the I was gonna say. Uh, <laughs> we'll go through this one quickly. Nets and Raptors. Um, this was. I thought the Nets would take a game, but the Raptors are just
1: too elite. Yeah, honestly, I don't really think there's much to say about this series. It would have been nice to see the Nets take a game, but at the... I also don't really care. There's 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 just, like, three things I want to highlight
0: about this series. Uh, Karis LeVert and how high his trade value is, because it's no surprise that he is going to be a big trade piece in the offseason. And he averaged 20 points per game. And, like, he's he's been showing his versatility, which is another thing that I think teams are going to look for, which yeah. has really helped. Because he showed – he went on that big scoring streak, which showed that he could be a great scorer when given the opportunity. And he also – In the playoffs, averaged 9.5 assists per game and shot good from threes. So, just showing that versatility is really going to help him. Yeah. But how high do you think his trade value is? Because, like, he was the main option.
1: So, obviously, he's going to ball out. But, like, he impressed me, I think. I don't think it's, like, insanely high. But I definitely think you can get some good asset, a good asset back from him like an elite level asset if you make the right package to the right team i think you can definitely get a great haul with him if you package him with case? someone yeah exactly yeah if you package it right
0: i mean jared allen did witty and carousel silver they all are pretty good trade assets
1: to me exactly With like with those three i think you can get a pretty elite style player like obviously not like top 10 but like
0: three great players for one elite Beal, player be like,
1: a level it's
0: just about the situation because like if you're a team and you're trading away a star most of the time you want to enter a rebuild and like these yeah. are really the pieces yeah. if you're entering a re other than jared allen
1: jared like, allen yeah
0: but like dinwiddie and lavert are like in their prime lavert i don't know lavert wouldn't be the worst thing for a rebuild but yeah no, that's true. But, you know, just finding that fit, you know, that's going to be the hard know, part. Yeah.
1: Well, and I don't even know who they'd want to, like, trade for.
0: Zach Levine.
1: <laughs> oh, man, that'll help the defense.
0: Yes, it, it really will. <laughs> yeah. Um, And just two things about the Raptors Fred Van Vleet's been balling out. Um, what else is, is it? A, such a good playoff player. He averaged 21 points per game in the Drake's Raptors been Series. Hoping. Drake is, yeah, he's, a, he's a, such a hooper. uh 56% from three on nine attempts per game, which is godly. That's insane. Eight assists per game, 53% from the field. And he's an upcoming free agent. And I said this before the playoffs they started balling out, but he's going to get a big bag. Yeah, no, someone, someone's going to throw him a bag. Someone's going to throw him, like, 20, 25 world? mil, like, close to the max, maybe. Like, he's going to get a big. New York – Phoenix, Pistons, they're all interested.
1: Phoenix? I
0: don't... I mean, I guess.
1: I don't know. I like what Phoenix has, though.
0: I think he fits really well on Phoenix. Just his... He brings experience, but he still fits in the young core. He's gritty and That's would true. be a good fit next to Booker. And I just think that he'd be... And he's versatile, too. So I just think he'd be... I think he'd be great for Phoenix.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: But if they can get him... And lastly about this series before we move on, should we be worried about Pascal Siakam? He did average 20, which isn't bad, but he shot 29% from three and he just hasn't been, he hasn't shown that he can be, I don't know. What do you think about Pascal? What do you have to make of
1: him? Well, sometimes it's like you're just not hitting your shots and that's just how it is sometimes. And they will start to fall. You just got to keep that confidence in yourself. And he's a he's an NBA champion, so I think he has mm-hmm. all the confidence and the word that he needs for himself and I think he'll be able to step up into the role that he needs to come when it's the, you know, the playoff series are a little more competitive.
0: Yeah. The thing is the Raptors are so great that even if Pascal has an off game, you still can Other blow the team. Can. Out. You can still have a blowout win, Yeah, which is what yeah. they proved. It, I mean, because there's just so much. 100 bench points in a game. Like, That's insane. That's that is insane. insane. Best bench in the NBA, I've been saying. And that easily. just proved it right there. Yeah, easily. That's ridiculous. But now that we're done talking about the East, we'll move on to the West. We'll take a break, and then we'll talk about the Western Conference playoff teams. Yes, sir. Right, and we're back, and we'll talk about the Lakers and Blazers first, and I kind of want you to take the floor with this series, because, you know, you're the Lakers fan, and I'll just kind of follow your lead. Well,
1: the first game, I I wouldn't say it was a little scary, but it was like a little eye-opening. Like, the Blazers can actually do something, Mm -hmm. which I didn't think they couldn't do something before, but it was just like, don't just act like they're... You know your regular eight seed, and it's
0: like that's what LeBron said too. Coming into the series,
1: well, and, um, he said these are just did, two
0: competitive teams that are fighting. Yeah. We can't we can't look at this like a one eight seed matchup. But yeah,
1: well, and although they lost game one, uh, the the Blazers' issues with their mainly defensively showed, mm. in the, especially in uh in their last game yesterday. Yeah. Issues on defense 100% showed. And Mm -hmm. uh, that's why I don't think the series, I, I don't think the series will probably go past six games.
0: I definitely don't think it goes past six. It's
1: just about if the Blazers steal another
0: game for me. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, just defensively has not, not been good. Like their offense hasn't really been consistent either, which like, Yeah, Dame hasn't been the best. He's been all right, but... He hasn't... Well, he hasn't been 50 per game.
1: Well, exactly. He's not the
0: Lillard we're used to. My thing is, like, CJ McCollum. I just want to talk about him because he's such a good player, but, like, the Trailblazers need a perimeter defender more than they need CJ. So, I would, like... CJ's an amazing player. Like, I love CJ McCollum. So I would definitely look into trading him for a perimeter defender. And you also have Gary Trent, who, I mean, he's been struggling this playoff series, but he showed that he could be good. So I think that he could improve next season, step into a a bigger role if if you trade CJ. So I just think that's time to break up that duo. And I've been saying that for a while, that Damon CJ, it's time to break them up. People
1: have been saying that since freaking the Pelicans swept them.
0: That was a long time ago. I was, hey, was like
1: 2017? 17,
0: 18? One of the two. Yeah, that seems like that was such a long time ago. It was the one. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, is there any, it was the, were they the first seed? No, they
1: weren't the no, first seed. No, they were the were... third. They were the third. Pelicans were the sixth seed.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, true. Uh, anything else you want to talk about the series regarding the Lakers, maybe? Um, LeBron,
1: LeBron and AD have uh, actually been uh, stepping up. Which I mean, we expect that from LeBron, but Davis is actually actually the first half. Of, I think their game of like game. Oh my God, what game it was was yesterday, game four. So I guess the first half of game, game four. Three, yeah. uh, Davis actually played pretty bad, but he uh, he stepped up in the second half and in this game four here. So that's good mm-hmm. to see because you know Davis was. Davis was very inconsistent before that. It's either he drops like forty or he drops fucking ten.
0: <laughs> yeah, honestly, but I mean, LeBron and AD had their struggles in the first game, which was concerning. But now they've they've picked it up, which is good to see. And both of them, they both missed those clutch free throws in game one. Which yeah, was huge that and was. Then losing.
1: I was. Still, I was so mad about that. I was like, Are you kidding me? <laughs>
0: grown men can't hit free throws when it is your job. Hey, and you but, know who all
1: stepped up Daddy Green and KCP finally started hitting some shots.
0: Finally, hallelujah. <laughs> now, we just need
1: whole season.
0: now we just need another player from Los Angeles to hit his shots. <clears throat> Paul George. <clears throat> Play on off Play off beat. We're gonna talk about him later. Don't worry. But <laughs> is there anything else to talk about from this Lakers Blazers series that you want to bring up? Not really. I feel like it's over. I feel like they're it's gonna. Over. I feel like they're gonna move on.
1: Yeah, Easy, easily.
0: Easily. Yeah. Um, there's bigger fish. So, our uh, Rockets and Thunder is the next series to so talk about. Up. I just want to shout out shout out to Jeff Green Cavaliers legend um, <laughs> he's averaging 17 points per game in the playoffs 48% from 3 on 7 attempts with 57% from the field and I said that the Rockets with Westbrook out they needed someone to step up and Jeff Green's been playing really hey, good for them and Jeff he's great I mean I thought it would be Eric Gordon but I mean if Jeff Green <laughs> wants to step up like fine by Yo, you.
1: go no ahead <laughs>
0: I just really like that Rockets team.
1: Yeah. I, well it's 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 offensively it's scary. And even defensively, like the way that like you'd think they would be a struggle in the paint, but the way that they're like really good with their uh switches. Well that and they're really good with I noticed like the, the fur I think it was against the it was sometime in the bubble, I think it was against Dallas. I noticed they were really good with like getting pokes and stripping the big men in paint and like getting just really good with their hands. And uh Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: just like that aggressiveness, like more hustle defensive style.
1: Yeah, and even even James Harden I've noticed isn't uh, isn't a bad like isn't bad when he's switched on to like a big in terms of defense. He's a good post defender actually, or not good like James Harden is a very underrated defender because people think he's still just weak James Harden. So like yeah
0: meme defense james harden but like defense is all about effort and like if you don't put in the effort on the defensive end then you're not gonna do good defensively and he's just such a good defend no he's not a good defender but like you know i really like this rockets team just defensively you got pj tucker robert covington james harden like they're all good at like scrappy they're good with their hands like they're scrappy good with deflections and just that kind of defense. But, I mean, Lou Dort, I want to shout I out was, Lou Dort. I wanted
1: to talk about Lou Dort, too.
0: Hey, let's go. Uh, he, He's been doing this in the regular season, so I'm glad he's finally getting more recognition for yeah, his defensive stopper. play. But, I mean, he's the Harden stopper now. He's the everyone stopper, like, bro. I feel like with Harden... It's the younger players that actually do best with Harden I found because Lou Dort's been doing good matching up against Harden and even was it last season when Josh Giles was much? yeah he he blocked the step back he's the Harden whisperer but I feel like those younger defensive players guard Harden better than the you know the more veteran older like defensive players well, just the way is. they
1: play defense. I don't know. I feel like the older players always tend to foul them with some stupid shit. It's like, what are you doing? He
0: yeah, the, the younger guys just him. bring more energy. I feel yeah, like, yeah.
1: which um, is good. Yeah, when the when the Rockets went up 2-0 in the series, I was kind of like, uh oh, this is bad for OKC. But uh, yeah, they definitely I was really clawed their way back, and I was like, all right, we got a series
0: now. And that's the thing about the Thunder, just fighting through adversity, which they've been doing all season. So, and like they're good in the clutch. And I'm not gonna lie, I was kind of, I was really worried too when the Rockets went up two nothing. But I mean, they've come back and they've made it more of a series. But like, once Westbrook comes back, I think that's a wrap.
1: Yeah, no, once yeah, once Westbrook comes back, I think they'll take over. Especially since like mm-hmm. now you gotta start trying to stop Harden and Westbrook. It's just hard to. That's, just That's gonna doing.
0: be. They've already been struggling against the Rockets, so adding Westbrook to that mix would just be insane, and he'd be all freshed up, fresh legs, and yeah. we'll
1: be all rested up and good to go.
0: Yeah. Um. Is there anything else from this Rockets Thunder series you want to discuss?
1: Um.
0: Shout out Chris Paul. That's all. Of course, always shout out greatest player that... of all time. Gosh, that good. rhymed. Uh. What? <laughs> I seen this. Yeah. Um next up we'll talk about the Nuggets and Jazz series, which has been probably the most surprising series. I, I was very I was. surprised. I This has <laughs> been the series that I've been watching the most. Yeah. I've watched
1: every game in this series. When uh I was like, What games are on tonight? And I saw the Nuggets were playing, I was like, I really want to watch this game. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah. Cause, uh yeah. Spider has been playing out of his mind. I told you, gotta cop gotta Gotta cop a spider jersey, I'm telling you.
0: I mean, he's averaging 40 points per game. He got two 50-point games, shooting exactly. 51% from three. My, th-
1: like, we always Bro, talked about, Spida, like... Spida and Murray, I'm sorry. They've been putting on a freaking show, man. We'll talk about
0: Murray in a bit. But, yeah, they've been going back and forth, and it's been great to see. But, I mean, we've always been, like... Booker and Mitchell both have taken, like... They've both done so good, like, taking a big steps. <laughs> well, yeah. And they're kind of the two players that's like, who's better, Booker or Mitchell? And I always said Booker, but, I mean, Mitchell's been showing that, like, I don't know.
1: Mitchell's an elite defender.
0: He's not an elite defender, (laughs) but, like, but, I mean, he's been the, like, he's a playoff performer, man. When he was against the Thunder team with Paul George and Westbrook, he did great there. And he's just such a good playoff performer.
1: Yeah, and, definitely. Uh, and Conley's been stepping up, which is one of the things I think definitely needed to happen if they wanted to do anything. Because, like, when they signed... when sign, wait, how did they get Conley? They, they traded, traded for, him. for him, right? Okay, yeah. Grace when and they Allen traded
0: in first and something,
1: when they traded for Conley, when they traded for Conley, I was like, that's great. That's that's gonna like push them over the edge. And then they have Bojan as well, who's mm-hmm. out unfortunately. I thought that was yeah. gonna push them to like. Almost like not elite level, but actually like contender type team. And Conley, Con- Conley struggled a lot during the regular season, but in the playoffs, he proved why he's, he's been proving why he's making 30 plus million dollars a year.
0: Post baby Conley is insane. But I mean, he's playing how I kind of, well, not, I didn't expect him to average 27 points per game in the regular season, but this is how I wanted him to. <laughs> be in the regular season, and it just took a lot of time to adjust. He was struggling with injury, but now that he's locked in in the playoffs, like, I said that this Jazz team before the season that they were a Dark Horse contending team, and if they had Bojan, then that would be the case, but I still don't think they're gonna make it past the second round. But, I mean, they're just a Who good... Would their
1: matchup be, I guess,
0: the Clippers? Clip... Mavericks, bro. Mavericks? Okay. We'll talk about them in a bit. But I just wanna, I just wanna do a, a little uh, public apology. I want to apologize to Donovan Mitchell because you know I, you know he's a six-one volume scorer, and you know who's not he's a six-one guard volume scorer. That's not really a good passer, or not a great playmaker, I should say, for being six-one. But I want to apologize because I was. I've been disrespecting him, so I want to show my appreciation to, even though he's my boy. Like, I still was kind of not being fair to him, so I'm sorry, Mitchell. Uh, If you want to um, tweet me, then uh, we can have dinner together.
1: (laughs) That's Jordan Wara. If you want to tweet, reply, bro.
0: Yeah, Yeah, bro. Shout out Jordan Wara, steal of the 2020 NBA draft. Late first, second round. He's going to be a beast, I'm telling you. But anyways, back to uh, – let's talk about the Nuggets because the Nuggets have been very interesting. I just want to talk about Michael Porter Jr. and just say how right I was and how wrong everyone <laughs> else was because everyone was – I mean, Michael Porter Jr. is just, like, the player that casuals think is just, like, amazing oh, and they he, don't see – yeah. His yeah. flaws. Like, this – I just want to – like, This man is a 6'10, a tremendous athlete, and he cannot defend. He doesn't play defense. You are the seven foot Trey Young. How can you not? Like, you have the athletic tools. It's not even like Trey Young, where, like, no matter what, like, Trey Young's not going to defend anyone because he just doesn't have the tools. (laughs) But Michael Porter Jr. doesn't put in the work. And, like, he's just fucking lazy. He's been so inconsistent offensively, too, when it's like, People don't realize that with players that are just offense, like, when the offense isn't going, they're such a black hole. Uh, and that's yeah. been the thing. And that's Yeah, been the and thing they just with...
1: get attacked on defense every possession. And then on offense, they're just fucking doing nothing because they're fucking not doing anything on offense. <laughs> they're just useless. Yeah, exactly. Like,
0: when Lou Will's not going, like, when he's not... He's on the bench. When he's not, when he's not scoring and he's on the floor, like... That's a problem. And exactly. then also with Buddy Healed this season, when he started out the season rough and they got moved to the bench, people were like, like, I would even mind him moving to the bench. Like, I think that it was... I think it's uh... also
1: just the, him and Luke Walton this fucking weird beef they have. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. He and Luke Walton, man. Fucking but man. I mean, like, he wasn't doing enough offensively to help the team and Bogdan's more well-rounded and he... Yeah. You know. But yeah, Michael Porter Jr., um. Yeah, I think that he's not been doing as good. as <gasps> I just already started a live video. Okay, the podcast <laughs> is over. We'll see you in the next one. Screw
1: the Clippers. I'm <laughs> kidding.
0: <laughs> um, I want to talk about Jokic. I also just want to say how right. I'm I not was.
1: surprised. Yeah, I'm not surprised at all.
0: Because like everyone is slandering him and jumping on the bandwagon of hating Jokic, but like I've been hating. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But, like, I've been saying that it's going to be really difficult. Like, that's the reason that they've been pretenders for so long and why they've been good in the regular season but can't do shit in the playoffs.
1: Jokic ain't
0: that guy. It's because Jokic can't. I don't, like, this could change in the following years, but, like, I don't think that he could be the best player on a championship team. No, and really do I. this series against the Jazz is proving it. Like, they're making Rudy Gobert look like an elite scorer.
1: Like yeah, has been hooped, bro. Jokic
0: has lost a hundred pounds, but he's still a lazy ass. Like I,
1: is that true. I really hope not. That's a lot of he weight. Did,
0: he didn't lose a hundred, but you I get my point. A
1: lot of I, weight. You
0: you get my point. Yeah,
1: Jokic was three hundred pounds, guys. Just so you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you get my point though. Like you yeah. lost all this weight, and he's still like everyone thought he was gonna be like. Skinny Jokic. Players could like jerry J Derek jones jr bro yeah, like
1: but... i knew that he <laughs> <The> B- <laughs> has been taking a lot more
0: he has but like he still plays like lazy and like he
1: still plays like sluggish
0: even though he doesn't yeah. have the which is a problem so uh last muscle. thing about... you
1: see how fucking like thin he looks man's a twig oh we're
0: not gonna talk about twigs because uh yeah <laughs> um Next thing, Jamal Murray has just been really inconsistent. Like, when he's on fire, like, he's on fire. And he, he looks like finished. an all-star. But when he's not, he just looks like an average starter. Like, it's just... He's which got to really pick it up.
1: Your main score, which is also why I don't think the Nuggets are contenders at all. And that's also why they're down 3-1. because really- Jamal Murray's Jamal inconsistency.
0: Hardy. And, yeah. I just aren't really high on the Nuggets. I'm just no.
1: not. I just, know The way their team is built... It's not good enough right now. Like, obviously, they have their young pieces, and Michael Porter Jr. If he could stop fucking being a lazy ass defender, he can be an, uh, a great starter for them. Uh, they have Jeremy Jer- mm-hmm. Jeremy Grant, who's been hoping. They have Millsap, who's gonna leave. So I, I guess they'll have to choose between or Millsap I and Grant. Oh, I did say Millsap. Okay. They're gonna have
0: to choose between Millsap and Jeremy Grant, and yeah. I would choose Jeremy Grant. Personally. No, yeah, so would
1: I. A hundred percent.
0: But I mean, yeah, uh, show we... and like the thing with the Nuggets, like there's just so many question marks around like they're young guys like Jokic defensively and if he can be the main guy, you got Jamal Murray, if he can be the second or third score and his consistencies and if he can be a playmaker, if he could be a good playmaker and the starting point guard on a good team or a playoff or a championship team. And then you got Michael Porter Jr., who defensively is just so bad, and how, yeah. like how much of a positive he could bring on offense. And then bull, bull, like his strength and like what position he can play. So there's just a lot of like everyone like is so high on the Nuggets, but like I got a lot of question marks about them that they yeah it
1: It's just concerning. Yeah,
0: um, let's move on to the last series: Clippers and Mavericks. Let's talk about playoff P. Clippers and six. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> So like Paul George, let's have a let's have a, a conversation right now.
1: I don't think we you, need
0: to have a conversation you, with
1: Paul George man. you he knows what's wrong with Paul George.
0: You are a top fifteen player in the league and you are averaging fifteen points per game.
1: People were doing twenty-two percent from three last year.
0: Um mm-hmm. yeah, when he was he went from MVP to playoff P,
1: bro, real quick. <laughs>
0: Like I was in the I he was I mean I was one of the players who thought he was top ten last year. Like now, the
1: pressure of just getting to this man that hard. Like come on, bro. Step. He up. had to
0: delete social or not delete social media, but he stopped so that no one from, uh, no one can comment on his posts. Like he turned off the comments because like That's he literally funny. just. Like I just think like he just has a I've. Does he have, like, a weak mindset? I just I, feel like, I, like, some, his mentality isn't, is, like, the killer.
1: Bro, something going on in his head, and it's fucking annoying as shit, because he's playing so bad because of it. It's his mentality, I think,
0: because, like, even, like, the, with, like, the whole, like, Lillard thing, like, oh, that's a bad shot, and, like, just being, like, a little baby a little about baby, it, yeah. and just, and just, like, right.
1: I don't know, it's just, like, it just, it's not and, a like, bad shot, he hits that shit on the daily. Just get I mean, up. He that's has way better defense.
0: He has PTSD from his LeBron feuds back well, in the LeBron's day. LeBron's beating his ass. <laughs> yeah, literally. But just like yeah, just mentally, just like there's something going on there, and like he's got to snap out of it, or else the Clippers were gonna lose this series. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> another thing that's been underrated for them, or not underrated, I guess, but another thing that's been hard for the Clippers, or another reason why. Oh, gosh. Another reason why I think that the Clippers are overrated. Uh, Montrezl Harrell. Because everyone was talking about their depth and how their bench is. But, like, Montrezl is another guy who he can't space the floor – and he, he's not a great defender, and he's short, yeah. which is like it gets into some problems. Like he's only playing eighteen minutes a game because he's playing against the Mavericks. Well, which yeah, is a especially terrible when he has
1: freaking Porzingis, who wasn't who wasn't actually playing game four, and they still managed to lose. So everyone on that Mavericks court can shoot.
0: They're big men. Exactly. They got Kleber. They got Porzingis. That's why they I love. Have... The, bro, te- I love the way their team is built. I do too. They did a great job, but like. Yeah, like it's like they're gonna destroy those like inside bigs, which they have been doing, and they've just been forcing the perimeter game. Which, like the Mavericks, I mean, I want—I've been saying this—that I'm not high on the Clippers. I want to see the Mavericks win this series. I've
1: been—I've—I've I've been kind of hoping for the upset since uh since before the playoffs started. But I mean, the um, NBA, there's not a lot of upsets, right, but like this is one that I want to see exactly. But the Battle of LA, man, it's hard to say that I don't win. I do, the, fact, the thing is, I feel like if the Lakers play the Clippers, the Clippers might win. So, go Dallas. Exactly.
0: So, <laughs> yeah, go Dallas. Go, um, <laughs> yeah, go Dallas, bro. Go Luka. Uh, bro, what if it's a uh, Rockets-Mavericks finals? That's or not bro, finals, that's conference finals. I was finals.
1: Thinking. I was actually thinking. I was like, that would be a good-ass matchup. But we can't get that to the conference finals, if anything. Yeah, that's what I said. I meant conference finals. Battle and of then the have
0: Florida. and then have Bucks and Celtics or Raptors. Imagine like a the Celtics and Ra- Rocket series and the finals can
1: happen like we said, bro. With the up, he the upsets route seems so much better than just the the regular right route.
0: I love watching upsets, bro.
1: Underdogs are like, the best, man.
0: Like I want to see like the Bucks and Clippers were my finals prediction, but I heki want to see them get upset. Like
1: <laughs> all of <them>. I want, <laughs> I want the Bucks and Clippers to lose. Well, use. like that's just too easy, man. Like
0: it is. Like I, I love seeing upsets. And like, yeah, like I don't have, yeah. Um, last thing, let's talk about Luca, bro. Luka now, magic. he's been doing this against two elite perimeter defenders, and I just want to say, well, well done. Like he's yeah. been playing amazing. He hit that buzzer beater. He's just been playing amazing in this series and he's proven that he's great but
1: if i just Luke want to talk about time great
0: i was just about to talk about this because like the thing about luca or the thing about greatness right greatness starts for the most part from a young age you start to see the greatness like yeah that is you, very true actually you don't like lebron and michael jordan they didn't just start getting great when they were 25 LeBron 26 was getting-
1: 27 Fucking his, like, first year in uh, fucking high school. So, yeah.
0: In high school, he was already the most hyped high school basketball player and, ever. Yeah. And then Michael Jordan, what he did against that Celtics team. Like, greatness starts from very young. And Luke has been showing, like, he's, he's been, been proven that. He was one of the best rookies in NBA history last year. He is one of the best second-year players in NBA history this year. And the Clippers have been... Or, not, oh, fuck, not the Clippers. The Mavericks have been surrounding him very well and building great around him.
1: Yeah, yeah. <coughs> but... Oh, shit, COVID. Okay. <laughs> Do you think but that all offense, no defense can, they like, continue to work? The what? They're all offense, no defense. Oh, definitely.
0: And, honestly, like, moving forward, this is going to be maybe a hot take... But, like, moving forward, if I had to start my franchise
1: with either Luka or Giannis, I'm taking Luka 10 out of 10 times. The thing with Giannis is that, like, Luca's other other than defense, Giannis obviously is 100% more versatile on defense. But offensively, Luka is just such a better player for the rest of your team so that it's to the point where the rest of your team could just play off of Luka, because Luca obviously is an elite level playmaker, elite level scorer, and so if the defense gravitates over to Luka, then fuck, he'll he'll find you. Like that's my thing with Luka over Giannis. He makes
0: um he makes other players better more than Giannis does, and like exactly. Luca Doncic is just such an elite passer. Like I love watching him pass and scoring wise too. Like. He's a more versatile scorer because, like Giannis, like he gets clowned sometimes. Like in the conference yeah, finals, he got yeah. he got clowned by Kawhi, and like he airballs he a lot him. of yeah. He, he and... airballs a lot, which is I said He's that before. MVP. Like for an MVP, like he has a lot of fails and embarrassing moments for an MVP player. But like I love Luka, man. Might have to cop that Luca jersey, low key.
1: I don't really know any good Dallas jerseys though. I guess they're pretty yeah the Dallas pretty good. The city know. ones? I don't know. I can't remember. Never mind. The <laughs> neon green
0: graffiti ones. Oh. The ones that oh. everyone says is the worst jersey in NBA history. <laughs> everyone says that's the worst jersey in NBA history, and you want to cop it. <laughs> no, I
1: can't remember. I, I can't remember their jerseys at all, bro.
0: Their jerseys aren't that good. But, I mean, hey, if they, if they're, if they drop Fire City jerseys this year... Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to cop. But, yeah. Um...
1: That's also the podcast.
0: The Christmas, the Christmas I mean, who knows when the season will start?
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, oh, did you hear Adam Silver said that um that they probably are gonna target a later date than December and he yeah. that he wants he wants there to be fans in the arena for next season, yeah. which like which is fair. I mean how many people fit in an arena, like fifteen, yeah. twenty thousand people? Like I don't think that you're gonna be able to have well, 20,000 people fucking
1: America can get their fucking shit together, like Jesus Christ. You know what? This isn't a... <laughs> Literally, like they're so bad at handling it. Like, come on
0: guys. Like,
1: like, we're okay. Like, shut up, Trump. Dumbass. It's
0: not it's not that hard. It's <laughs> fucking Trump. You know what, this is a this is an NBA podcast. We're not gonna get political. That's <laughs> before we get attacked. So uh, that is all for this episode. Uh, be sure to tune in for our next podcast, which will be I don't know when, <laughs>
1: whenever,
0: whenever we feel like it. But we'll see you in the next one. Take care and goodbye. Sadios.